The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Jess Kelly, our technology correspondent, uh, with me now to talk about these job losses at Meta, which is the parent company for Facebook, following, of course, hot on the heels of job losses at Stripe and job losses at Twitter. Jess, is this the end of the tech bubble? I don't think it's the end of the tech bubble. I think, you know, we're not quite at the point of the tech bubble bursting. I think it's definitely shrinking in size. I think if you look at the the sort of factors that led up to this, to a certain extent, it makes sense. And I want to preface this by saying, obviously, it's dreadful when people lose jobs. You never want to hear of people losing jobs. During the pandemic, a lot of these companies became vital for the functioning of work life, of family life, of day-to-day business. They were all incredibly vital. There was a huge demand. They were investing, they were growing, and they probably did overhire to a certain extent. Just to give you some figures, so the headcount at Meta at the moment is 87,000 people. That's up 28% on the same time last year. Wow. So that's, okay. that's a significant jump. It's also worth looking at things, you know, like where Meta has been investing its money and putting its money. We've spoken a number of times about the metaverse, which Mark Zuckerberg has said is going to be the next iteration of the Internet. Now, he said that it's going to take 10 years for the investment of the money they've put into this to bear fruit. But they've invested, have spent about 100 billion on research development and product development on the metaverse. That's a huge amount of money. This coincides, and the list goes on, with, you know, change in privacy rules. So if you have an iPhone, for example, if you've gone on to Facebook or other apps, you will have noticed a little pop-up saying, you know, ask app not to track. Mm. If you opt for the app not to track you, that's caught, like Facebook is essentially losing out on money and advertisers are losing out on money as a result just of that. Don't blame me for these job losses it's now. All don't make me your feel guilty. fault, Kieran. <laughs> but, but I suppose what I'm trying to do is highlight that there's not just one reason for this. There's a whole host of reasons and I do think the reliance that the world had on technology during the pandemic led the companies to get projection of figures for you know a year, two years, three years down the line but didn't necessarily factor in the economic climate. Things like, you know, there's still the chip shortage. There are still delays in production. There are still so many factors that are beyond the control of the individual companies. So again, to reiterate my point, I don't think the bubble is bursting. I just think it's shrinking in size. Uh, So, you know, we had kind of radically different approaches from Stripe and Twitter Mm. in terms of the management of those job losses and redundancies. Do we know what Meta's plans are on that front? No. Uh, As far as we know, you know, I suppose, again, there are a few factors here. These are companies that have bases around the world. So it's not like all of us gathering here on the third floor and having a, a company, you know, all hands or whatever you want to call it. So they will have to have a strategic communication plan with the different offices in different parts of the world. Uh, what Stripe w- did was they sent out an email giving people 15 minutes notice that, that you know, that they would be notified if they were impacted by uh, the redundancies uh Twitter was a different case and I suppose that was sort of the perfect example of how not to do it. Um, So you'd think that Meta will have watched very closely how things have been communicated in the last wee while and will try to address these issues with their staff with a bit more, I suppose, care and empathy than what we saw from Twitter. It is worth noting that Facebook's uh, parent company Meta has been I suppose, severing ties with contractors over the last little while. Uh, So although there are 3,000 staff working in Ireland for Meta, 
there are 6,000 contractors. Okay. And that sort of dynamic is reflected elsewhere around the world. So if you look to uh, the US, so in Silicon Valley, for example, where the Facebook HQ is, um, over the last number of weeks, Meta has sort of severed ties and ceased contracts with bus drivers, for example. So they use shuttle buses to get their staff from point A to the campus. So they've stopped a lot of that. Uh, They've also, there was a group uh, of contractors here in Dublin that carry out quality control and enforcement on on the platform it's called Calvin in Sandyford. Uh, 120 jobs were impacted as, as a result of that. So bit by bit, they have been tightening their belt. I think what will be interesting to see is what types of roles are impacted here, because we know and it's been said a million and one times, the metaverse is very much the focus for Mark Zuckerberg. But what you know the example with Twitter has taught us is you can't just go in and you know do an algorithm and select the people at the with the bottom percentage and let them go because sometimes the people who are at least productive in terms of a percentage are working on the most complex issues so that could be cybersecurity it could be very severe issues that take a lot of time so I think it'll be interesting to see what roles are impacted how many contractors are impacted as well because let's not forget just because you're a contractor you know if the contract doesn't get renewed you are mm. out of a job. So there's 6,000 of those as well as 3,000 employees here in Ireland alone. So what is happening at Twitter? <laughs> like, let me just refresh it here now and see. Uh, so it seems that as we covered extensively, a lot of people were informed that they were not, they were no longer working for the platform. They found out because when they went to their company laptops, they couldn't get in. Uh, Musk and Twitter execs have said that staff won't just be pushed out the door, even though they have been pushed out the door. They are essentially on gardening leave for a month while that consultation process, we we sort of alluded to different pieces of legislation that have to be adhered to in terms of redundancies and letting people go. So Twitter is saying that that it, it would adhere to that. Uh, The people who were impacted are essentially on gardening leave while while the 30-day consultation uh, process takes place. But we've also then seen on some websites that Twitter is now advertising for some of the roles that they, uh, you know, made redundant on Friday. So I do think it's that point that I just made and that they went in with a sledgehammer, cut a lot of stuff on the chopping block and then realised, well, actually, that role was vital in terms of the functioning of this website. We also know that Elon Musk has set very, you know, uh, ambitious targets and a very clear vision of what he wants the platform to be. These platforms don't just get made, you know, by thoughts and wishes and good thoughts. Okay, that's not how it works. You need human beings to do the work. So I'd say other tech companies are looking at this as an example for what not to do from every element of it. Um, and we may see some people who've been told they were let go by Twitter uh, not actually be let go. I know you were talking to Sean Moncrief about this earlier have you tried to migrate to Mastodon? I did. I've, that's probably what I spent most of my day doing, trying to figure awful, out how it works. It? I said this example to Sean. It's kind of like a cross between MySpace and a crap blog. It's really badly laid out. The interface isn't great. The biggest concern I have, though, is the lack of moderation. I've received a number of messages from journalists uh, who were on the platform and have since been uh, suspended from the platform for asking for a less hostile attitude towards journalists on certain forums. There have been some really 
interesting messages, I think is the way to phrase it, uh, in relation to how different admins on different uh, servers are reacting. One message that I've received uh, was sent to a number, number of journalists saying, we know you're famous, we know you're celebrities and we know you're accustomed to being treated like the cream of the crop, but, mm, this is our ne- but this is our network and we have an important rule of etiquette. Please put uh, news under your content warning. So, these people are saying we don't want you coming reporting on every single second of news and pushing it out there but just because you deem it to be important flag it before you actually report on it which is just not the done thing so no. I think that the original Mastodoners if that's the correct term are getting a bit Mastodini uppity. I'm on the uh, Irish Mastodon.ie and we're Mastodini Oh congratulations Kieran. I'm so happy for you Yeah thanks I follow you and okay. I follow Irish Wasps and Bees the only two accounts I follow. The two greats of Irish Twitter. Um, anyway, I think I'm going to stick with Twitter for the time being. 100%. I know Musk is himself, but it's still where it's at, if that's what you're into. Uh, Jess Kelly, our technology correspondent. Jess, thank you very much uh, for that. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy. With Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.